Hello again and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today we are looking at the second episode. Well, the third episode, but the first episode was a two-parter, so... Second episode... This is still going to throw me off, I don't care, but... Second episode, Bad Hair Day. Uh, now, cards on the table. I've only seen this once before, but... Look, looking back on it, I don't I don't know why. This is like a prime example of an episode I would watch over and over again. Just, you know, for entertainment purposes. Whatever, you know what I mean. But for some reason, I just didn't watch this one over and over again. I guess because there are episodes I like more looking back on it, but... Whatever. I'm glad I'm doing this podcast now because I get to experience hidden gems like this 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 fun episode. Ugh. So, um the episode begins with Blythe walking into the Littlest Pet Shop. And okay, here's something I do want to point out for the series is that like Blythe being fashion forward changes outfits every episode. I think that's a neat touch, and I think that the series, like, incorporated it well enough so that it's not distracting. But it's still noticeable. Anyway, so Mrs. Twombly gets a call that her groomer is sick, and Blythe offers to groom, even though she doesn't know how to groom pets, but has groomed her dolls in the past. And uh, we flash back to Blythe grooming her dolls and making them look fantastic. Now, (laughs) Mrs. Twombly agrees to this offer, and we find out that Zoe is the one being groomed. And then we hit the opening theme. And then when we get back to that, An art critic enters the Lilith's pet shop and is just complaining at Mrs. Twombly about how the art world isn't just great at the moment and how he's like, just needs to find something for his dog. When, um, when a splatter by Minka is on the wall and the art critic notices it, and compliments it to like the highest order and uh like gets excited about criticizing art again and then uh minka and the animals hear this and think hey this is a this is a good idea let's uh let's get minka into the like true art world and then it goes into a fantasy where Minka is dressed up like Andy Warhol because kids know who Andy Warhol is and everyone's at one of her like art galleries complimenting it and noticing all the fine details and yeah okay uh yeah I should I should say this. No, there are plenty of pop culture references in Lilith's Pet Shop. There are even more in this episode. And it gets weirder. (laughs) 
and a lot of the references kids might not know about. <laughs> and while that's fine in some cases, it's just weird here just due to the weird nature of the show. So anyway, uh, during the fantasy, uh, like, Minka is about to do a demonstration, and she's like, and like, with the announcers, like, patrons, hipsters, and other people just watch Minka paint, or whatever, and the hipsters thing is absolutely in there, I made that a specific note, because that's there and now you know that anyway uh Blythe comes in looking for Zoe but uh Minka's still in her fantasy looking like Andy Warhol and then Blythe snaps her fingers and the fantasy is over but anyway uh so then we see uh Blythe talked to Zoe about the deal, and Zoe has some trepidation about the whole thing, but goes ahead with it for the time being, because, like, there's no one else, because Raul, the usual groomer, is sick. So, anyway, uh, Minka is, um, you know, swinging on her tire swing. When Russell approaches her with uh, a f common phrase, can we talk? And then Minka goes on about how they actually can talk. Like, like I'm talking right now. Like, we can use our vocal cords to produce sounds in a way that are understood. The actual joke in that is not better. Anyway, so Russell offers to be Minka's agent for the art world and that sounds like a promising deal but then everyone else pitches in to try and help and they're going back and forth about what sort of things to do and what can we do to get Minka famous and Minka starts to freak out a little bit but back at the A plot <laughs> uh, Blythe is grooming Zoe and trying to salon talk like, you know, salon talks usually go. And, like, Blythe even mentions that sometimes, like, she doesn't know how salonists, that's not the right word, stylists, can cut hair and talk endlessly at the same time. But Blythe soon finds out that that is a Skill, not just something you can do because she butchers Zoe's haircut and remembers that her dolls didn't look as good as she thought they did. Realizing a mistake, Blythe lies to Zoe and says she she did a good job and Zoe looks good. And then Zoe introduces something that complicates things even further. She's being entered into a dog show tonight. The Manchester Dog Show. 
even though this is downtown city, they're going all the way to A Manchester. Um, yeah, I don't, that's just weird to me. I don't know why it's called the Manchester Dog Show if it's held in downtown city or how they're getting to Manchester. Or which Manchester it is, because there's like, I don't know, at least three? But anyway, Zoe looks for a mirror to see how good she looks, but Blythe tries to distract her. Um, back at the B-plot, okay, there's a lot of back and forth in this episode, and it's hard to transition back and forth without, like, a clean transition, so... I guess you just gotta deal with that, and I have to deal with that when recording, because as awkward as it is to hear it, it's more awkward to say it. Anyway, so the animals are again talking about how to make Minka a world-famous artist, and how they get to go on yachts and stuff. And then we flash to another fantasy, this time a black-and-white Mad Men 60s style meeting board meeting type thing. Now, I don't I don't know if this is a specific call to Mad Men or if it's just like part of the era cuz like I don't know, but whatever. It reminds me of Mad Men and that's that's enough. So and then in that meeting, yeah, everyone wants to be famous and they have this weird discussion about how much fame they can get out of this and how much reward they can get out of this. And it all results in putting pressure on Minka. And then when they push her to paint Minka just freezes and just stands there doing nothing and just freezes but enough about that because Zoe found a mirror and goes to get it and Blythe dives to stop her in slow motion but it's too late Zoe sees what she looks like and freaks out and Blythe apologizes. Mrs. Twombly comes in and Blythe covers what she did by wrapping Zoe in a towel and putting uh, cucumbers, is it zucchinis in this case? Cucumbers, zucchinis, I can never tell the difference exactly on her eyes. I think it's cucumbers. Uh... <coughs> And just saying that it's a pet spa treatment. And Mrs. Twombly says oh, she wouldn't mind one of those. Because it looks so delightful. But anyway. Uh, Mrs. Twombly leaves. And then we get back into that plot. Where like Zoe tells Blythe she has to own up to her mistakes. But Blythe tries to... Weasel her way out and try to fix this before anyone finds out. So 
back with Minka being frozen. Uh, the pets are wondering why Minka's frozen. And then Sunil talks about fighting cobras and how, like, Minka being frozen like that reminds him of a frozen cobra in, uh, in Sunil's wake. Because Sunil just hates cobras, and this is a, this is a way to introduce that. And so, uh, they decide to put more pressure on Minka, and, uh, Pepper brings her a food tray with a bunch of stuff, and a food tray was asked for in the Mad Men meeting, and now it's brought up, and Russell compliments that, but Penny Ling goes ahead and eats all the food. So, anyway, Blythe rushes in to grab some stuff, and then rushes out, and everyone is saying Blythe you gotta help us with Minka but Blythe is like no I gotta I gotta do this thing with Zoe and then the animals are like oh but we're we also have a problem and that's a that's a kind of theme in some earlier episodes might persist a little later too but there are just times where like even though Blythe can talk to animals Blythe doesn't interact with the animals that much. I mean, it's the whole point of the show, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. And on the one hand, I kind of commend it because it shows that Blythe has a life outside Littlest Pet Shop. But on the other hand, it's the point of the frickin' show. So, I don't know. I just kind of want to see it a little more often, but... Anyway, <clears throat> Blythe grabs a bunch of crap and just, like, starts putting together different solutions. Like, she takes an electric comb and tries to fluff Zoe up, but that doesn't work. And then she tries to glue Zoe's fur back on, but that doesn't work. And then, I don't know, there's a third thing that I forgot. But then a fourth thing I took down is that she begins welding something with a blowtorch she she can't groom but she can weld something and it turns out to be a hologram machine that projects zoe's image onto zoe and nothing it's it's a working hologram machine which begs the question, if she can make a hologram machine, like, why can't she, like, cut hair? I mean, I know it's, like, two different things, but, I don't know, you have to be good with your hands in both, I'd imagine. I guess Blythe just got distracted talking, which I think is something that Blythe mentions. But then Mrs. Trombley blares on the um, intercom that uh, Zoe's owners are coming to pick her up in uh, 10 minutes and Blythe decides to come clean at that point. Anyway, back at the pets, the pets realize their mistake of putting like too much pressure on Dominka and that's why she's frozen. And then Russell calls himself the worst agent and all of the pets agree 
They're like, yeah, you know, you kind of are. And, like, Russell was like, gee, thanks. It goes back and forth really fast here, kind of. So, just stick with me. So, Zoe's owners show up to the pet shop, and they're, like, the poshest ever. They're, like, disgustingly posh. Anyway, and the pets, uh, like, Russell tries to speak with Minka alone, but, like, he goes up to the other pets and says, yeah, I need to speak with Minka alone, and they just don't get it, so Russell has to explain it again, and then the pets leave, which is dumb, I don't get it, why is that funny, that's not funny, and then Russell apologizes, and, like, pours out his heart to just get Minka back to just being the fun artist that she wants to be and not have to worry about all of this pressure to become like a gazillionaire in the art world which is what Minka wants to do she just wants to paint because it's fun and uh, Minka then hugs Russell as an acceptance of his apology but being a hedgehog some of Russell's spines prick Minka and uh, she just tries to like get out of it meanwhile Blythe is about to come clean to Zoe's owners but then Minka senses something and then turns on her Terminator vision I am not joking Terminator vision and then identifies Zoe as a problem and then when Mrs. Twombly explains to Zoe's owners the circumstances they freak out and then Blythe goes on about how like she's preparing to accept the blame but then Minka goes over there and speed paints Zoe to make her look good and she looks good and everything's cool and then Mrs. Twombly offers Blythe to be her permanent backup groomer but Blythe is like no no I need to focus on the on my styling with the clothes and not the styling with the hair because like I she that's where her heart lies so Mrs. Twombly accepts that and Zoe's off to the freaking Manchester dog show anyway uh <clears throat> all the pets apologize to Minka and then Blythe thanks Minka and Blythe makes a comment about how uh, she's not going to get in trouble. But then Minka says, she will. And then Blythe's like, what? And then at the Manchester Dog Show, uh, during the awards, um, after Zoe got the blue ribbon, the paint and glue came off. And that's where the episode ends. And, like, honestly, this episode's just kind of half and half for me. 
Like, the whole Zoe and Blythe plot is just, like, the worst aspects of children's television show, where it's just cliche and generic and just, like, not owning up to, like, a problem that she created herself. And, you know, that lesson's been done to death, but, I mean, it's a kid's show. They can do lessons to death. But, like, the other half about, like, Minka being pressured into being this great artist, I actually really like that, because, like, I don't know, it sends a good positive message about just, I don't know, doing the stuff you love to do because you love doing it. That's kind of why I'm doing this podcast. But uh, I think it's, like, it's fun and light and I love it, but eh. So that is it for this episode of the Littlest Podcast. Tune in next time where we go over the next episode, Gale Break. Thanks for listening.